The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank. ComBank's next chapter program provides services and support to help those impacted by financial abuse. It's part of their commitment to supporting the financial well-being of customers and communities. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Tuesday the 17th of November. In your Squiz today, South Australia's COVID-19 outbreak... Swimmer Shayna Jack has her doping ban halved, the high cost of mental ill health and suicide, and the mighty Moss Chicken takes the crown. This is your Squiz Today. After seven months with no community transmission, South Australia is now dealing with a COVID-19 outbreak with a cluster of 17 cases that's thought to have originated from hotel quarantine. It's a big test now for South Australia, Claire. Let's get started with the state response. What has Premier Stephen Marshall put in place? What Stephen Marshall has done is reintroduce restrictions that will last for at least a couple of weeks. They extend to things like pubs and clubs and restaurants. They've put customer limits there and also that one person per four square metres rule is back in place. Also it's mandatory in aged care services to wear masks and visitors will be restricted to two people per day. Also international flights have been suspended into Adelaide for the time being and the Defence Force has been mobilised to help out with what's going to be a fairly extensive uh, case tracking process. And the next question of course is then what happens with state borders Claire? Lots of movement on that front yesterday, of course, being Australia. There's different approaches from different states, but Mm -hmm. long story short, Queensland, Tasmania, Western Australia and the Northern Territory have declared Adelaide a hotspot and some will require travellers to self-isolate or quarantine depending on when they arrived. Victoria and New South Wales have keeping their borders open uh, for travellers coming from South Australia. Gladys Berejiklian, and the New South Wales Premier said you can't just crack down borders every time there's cases and she has confidence in the contact tracing abilities and the health response of South Australian authorities. There's more information in the Squiz Today email if you want more specifics on any of those restrictions or state borders. From a federal point of view, Prime Minister Scott Morrison is hoping the outbreak won't jeopardise plans to open domestic borders by Christmas. The news has you wishing a vaccine would hurry up. There's some good news on that front this morning from US drug manufacturer Moderna. Moderna was one of those that had early good signs and it's overnight reported that its vaccine is said to be 94.5% effective. What that means is that of a trial of 30,000 volunteers, they looked at the first 95 patients who got COVID-19 and 90 of them had received the placebo, only five had received the vaccine. So that's enough for them to go to US regulators to try and get authorisation. It says it's going to crank into manufacturing very soon. Australia, though, doesn't have an agreement in place for this vaccine. It sounds like it's a good one, though, because it doesn't require storage to be at very low temperatures like that Pfizer vaccine that had a good result last week. And making news this morning, Australian swimmer Shayna Jack has had her four-year ban from competitive swimming halved after the Court of Arbitration for Sport accepted her defence that she didn't take the banned substance Legandrol knowingly. 
it's not a complete exoneration and that's because her team has been unable to produce definitive evidence as to how the drug got in her system. But they did believe her that she didn't do it knowingly. And that means the halving of that ban uh, to July next year means that she won't go to the Tokyo Olympics, but she is able to start training in the same month. Tough timing there, but for her part, Shana Jack says that she accepts the decision with a positive attitude and she's grateful her career as a swimmer will resume next year. A settlement worth $1.2 billion has been reached in the robo-debt class action against the federal government. To recap just quickly, robo-debt was Centrelink's automated debt recovery scheme. It saw thousands of inaccurate debt notices sent to more than 400,000 welfare recipients over a period of four years, and it was later pronounced unlawful. That's right, and what happened yesterday was that as a class action lawsuit was due to go to court yesterday, the government announced that it had made a settlement. That settlement total $1.2 billion. That includes $721 million that had already been agreed to be paid back. There's a further $398 million in debts that are going to be waived and also a $112 million compensation scheme that will be set up. That money is due to be paid in 2021. While many people welcomed the news, Labor's Government Services spokesman Bill Shorten says he's going to continue to push for the establishment of a Royal Commission into to the robo-debt scheme. The Productivity Commission has released their long-awaited report into mental health. The report found mental health and suicide in Australia is costing us at least $200 billion a year. It is long-awaited because, of course, there's a lot of focus on the mental health system and it really has been one of those pegs to look further into it to drive the next wave of reform. What it found is that one in five Australians experience mental health issues every year and more than half of us will have some diagnosis of a mental health condition during our lifetimes. Uh, What it found also is that there needs to be a lot more focus on early intervention, particularly support for young people and for new parents as well. Uh, There are a range of recommendations. What Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister, said is that the government will deliver a formal response to that in the coming 12 months. If you are needing help, we've put some links in your episode notes. Yesterday marked a new milestone for space travel, Claire, with SpaceX, the private company run by Elon Musk, successfully launching the first astronaut taxi service, as you've called it in the (laughs) Squiz Today email. They've sent four astronauts up to the International Space Station in a privately owned spaceship. And it comes after a successful test in May. They'll be up there for six months. They're undertaking a range of tasks as they're doing up there. That includes the attempt to grow food as well as the usual maintenance tasks on that station. SpaceX is also planning more than seven missions over the coming 15 months, and that could include private travellers heading into space from late next year. assume you need some deep pockets for (laughs) that kind of private travel. Well, it seems to be coming in time for Christmas. Could be a good voucher for that (laughs) person and you know who has everything. (laughs) Put it on your list. A quick message now from our podcast partner, ComBank. Financial abuse is a serious form of domestic and family violence that occurs when an abuser uses money as a means to control and gain power over others. As part of their next chapter program to address financial abuse, ComBank have partnered with the University of New South Wales Gendered Violence Research Network, and they've released a new research paper that provides financial institutions with guidance on how to help customers who might be affected by 
by this kind of abuse. It's one way Combank is working to improve the financial well-being of all Australians. If you'd like more information or are interested in reading that research paper, a link to it is in your episode notes. We finished up with some bird news yesterday with the record-breaking pigeon. Let's keep the bird news going. An event that's nearly up there with Fat Bear Week in Squiz HQ, and that's the announcement of the New Zealand Bird of the Year. It's really a big thing in this year. It's probably been as contentious as the US election, certainly according (laughs) to bird watchers. The winner on the day is the Kakapo. It's the most ridiculous parrot you've ever seen. It's very comical. (laughs) It's known for being a slow breeder. They nest on the ground. Uh, Their main defence mechanism is to imitate a shrub. They're they're pretty hopeless. But uh, anyway, bird of the year, the Kakapo. Bird of the year. They're also known as the Mighty Moss Chicken. You can see why if you take a look. (laughs) I'll pop that link into your episode notes. Also a link as to why they might be considered slow breeders but I'll let you go and have a look at that. That goes to our subject line today, which I've gone for the last Beatles song, which is Free as a Bird. I thought that was good for the Kakapo, but also for Shane and Jack this morning. Oh, yeah, nice one. And look, if the Kakapo, if the Mighty Moss Chicken can take out Bird of the Year, we're hoping we can take out Listener's Choice of the Australian Podcast Awards. Voting finishes up tomorrow afternoon. So if you get a sec, head to that link in your episode notes and swing us a vote. That's all from us. Have a good one and we will be back with you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Superannuation can sometimes feel like just another overwhelming life admin chore. But as a member of Aware Super, you'll have access to lots of free online tools to help you, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you might need for retirement and comes with an easy to understand plan of how to get there. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.